0: Hi, everyone. This is podcasts for patients with the aplastic anemia and MDS International Foundation. My name is Lee Clark, director of patient services, and I'll be moderating the podcast today. Our podcast series is brought to you with thanks to our generous support from patients, families, and caregivers like you and our generous corporate sponsors. I'd like to thank everyone. For supporting the podcast series. Today, we're going to be talking about blood clots in PNH with Dr. Max Norkin, who is a hematologist oncologist with Baptist MD, MD Anderson Cancer Center located in Jacksonville, Florida. Welcome, Dr.
1: Norkin. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So what is a blood clot? One of the most frequent and feared complications of, of PNH is formation of blood clots. And in patients with PNH, uh, without treatment, blood clots are frequent, could be quite extensive. It can develop in unusual places and can often be life threatening. So blood clots are gel-like collections of blood that form in your veins and arteries uh, when blood changes from liquid to partially solid form. Uh, Blood clotting is also called coagulation. Um, It's an important process that under normal conditions prevents excessive bleeding after an injury of a blood vessel. So that's a good thing. But unfortunately, it can be uh, abnormal. And in normal conditions, body naturally dissolves the clot after injury has healed. However, uh, blood clots can form inside the vessels without an obvious injury, and it's an abnormal situation. So in this situation, it can be quite dangerous and require accurate and timely diagnosis and appropriate treatment. Thank you. Uh, What are the signs and symptoms of a blood clot? Yeah, the signs and symptoms can vary uh, quite dramatically depending on where the blood clot has developed. Um, abnormal blood clotting can occur commonly in veins uh, and less frequently in arteries. Uh, and abnormal blood clots that can develop in the vein may restrict the return of the blood uh, to the heart and can often cause uh, pain and swelling. So, pain and swelling are the most common signs of the blood clot and typically it can happen in the leg, less frequently it happen in the arm worst case scenario the blood clot can detach from the point of origin and travel through uh, the vessels uh, to the lungs and can block the blood supply to the lungs and can some add some pressure to the heart this is a very dangerous uh, condition and can be quite life-threatening and it's caused pulmonary embolism or pe in, in this situation, uh, symptoms include shortness of breath, uh, chest pain, and this is a medical emergency and requires urgent therapy because it's life-threatening. Interestingly, so in patients with PNH, blood clots uh, can often develop in unusual places, including liver, it's called Budd-Chiari syndrome, and it's associated with jaundice, abdominal pain, enlarged liver, and fluid accumulation in the abdomen. Uh, sometimes thrombosis in patients with PNH can happen in veins uh, that's uh, in, in the abdomen, in the belly, and it can lead to uh, uh, bowel infarction and may require surgery. Uh, blood clots in the vein around the brain can happen, and not frequently, but can happen, and it can lead to headaches and some brain swelling. And sometimes uh, blood clots can uh, happen in blood vessels of the skin, can cause painful rash and bruising.
0: Thank you. Why are PNH patients so susceptible to developing blood clots?
1: Yeah, PNH is a condition in which uncontrolled complement activity leads to excessive breakage of the red cells, that's so called hemolysis, inflammation within the lining of the blood vessels, and platelet activation. So all of these three things significantly increase a uh, chance for abnormal blood clot formation, and that's why the patients with PNH uh, are very prone to develop blood clots, sometimes very extensive blood clots and blood clots in unusual platelets. It was shown that development of uh, blood clots is associated with inferior prognosis in the patients with PNH. Before the introduction of complement inhibitors, such as Soliris um, or eculizumab. Uh, Blood clots happened in up to 30 to 45% of uh, all PNH patients. So almost half of the patients with PNH uh, had a history of blood clots before the novel treatments were introduced. Luckily with new treatments now, we have much less incidence of the blood clots in the patients. And usually blood clots uh, happen in patients with high um, number of PNH cells. When PNH clone exceeds 50% or more.
0: Thank you for that. You mentioned about the current treatments um, helping to reduce the likelihood of PNH patients developing blood clots. Is there anything else PNH patients can do to reduce their risk of
1: developing blood clots? Yeah, I think the successful treatment and to start the therapy and be compliant with therapy is very, very important. Again, the novel treatments that's available not only reduce the symptoms and hemolysis, but they prevent life-threatening complications, including uh, blood clot formation.
0: Thank you. Is there anything else
1: PNH patients should know about blood clots? So I think we probably can talk about inhibitors first. So they. PNH therapy with complement inhibitors now available, such as eculizumab or soliris or ravulizumab or was shown that led to significantly reduced incidence of the blood clots. The most recently approved C3 inhibitor, beixataplann um, uh, or Ampavelli, also reduced the incidence of the blood clot, which is a, is a very good thing. Uh, blood thinners. Uh, very often used in different groups of patients, not PNH patients, for prevention of the blood clots, but in PNH patients, the blood thinners for prevention of the blood clots, not very often used because their risks exceed their benefits. However, in the patients with PNH, in the situation when the risk of the blood clots are pretty high, such as during the surgeries, Uh, prolonged immobilization, um, and when PNH clone is uh, quite high, uh, blood thinners can be considered for short term to prevent uh, blood clot formation. Uh, If blood clots already happened, and unfortunately, despite the use of the treatments, then the blood thinners, uh, such as warfarin or Coumadin, uh, which is preferred drug for for treatment of the blood clots. Uh, Lovanox uh, injections or low molecular weight heparin um, can be also indicated. And typically, uh, the treatment um, is lasts for three to six months uh, to get rid of the blood clots. There are some oral formulation oral blood thinners uh, such as apixaban or Eliquis, dabigatran or Pradaxa, or rivaroxaban or Zarelta. They can be also effective um, in treatment of the blood clots in patients with PNH, but still uh, we don't have enough data and these drugs are not approved for um, PNH-related thrombosis. So the patients who, when they uh, develop, if they're well controlled on uh, oral complement inhibitor, and it appears to be safe to discontinue blood thinner after after treatment for three to six months if blood clot disappears. However, some patients with, who develop their blood clots while being on complement inhibitor uh, usually will recommend to continue a blood thinner indefinitely because the risk of recurrent thrombosis is very, very high. In patients with recurrent blood clots, they require blood thinners indefinitely. And I just want to emphasize, in terms of there, that abnormal blood clotting has been recognized as one of the leading causes of death in patients with PNA. So it's very important to be aware of those and prevent their formation as much as possible. And so prevention and effective early treatment of thrombosis is very, very important. And currently approved therapies and several investigational therapies that will be approved in the future uh, show that effectively prevent development uh, of these life-threatening conditions.
0: Well, thank you so much, Dr. Norkin, for sharing your time and your expertise with all of us today. And if you'd like to find out more about PNH or any other bone marrow failure disease, you can find information on our website at aamds.org. You can also follow us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And you can also give us a call on our helpline at 800-747-2820. This concludes our podcast. Thank you, Dr. Norkin. Thank you.